Hello. Or should I say good morning? I'm not sure. I'm still wrestling with how I'm supposed to record these monologues here on Substack. But hello will do for now, I think. And thank you, first of all, for your support. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking time out of your day to both read my work and listen to these monologues. And I'm not entirely sure what number we're up to. This may be the fourth or fifth. And I had promised myself that I would do more of these. But unfortunately, I haven't got around to it. Or I've not been inspired enough. Or I haven't had the inclination. Today's monologue is inspired by a number of things. A reflection on a quote. A passage in a book. A song. But they all bear on this idea that I've come upon, this better question idea. But I thought I'd start, first of all, with a quote from a Spanish poet called Antonio Machado. And I think it's a translation of a poem by the late Robert Bly. It goes as follows. Mankind owns four things that are no good at sea rudder, anchor, oars, and the fear of going down. And of course, for the literalists among you, that may not make much sense. But take a broader view, expand the horizon, and within that short, very short poem, is all of our lives, I think. The second thing that I want to share is the song lyrics from Hurt, which I think was written by Trent Reznor. But I'm thinking of the Johnny Cash version that I shared recently on Twitter. And the opening verse goes like this. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focus on the pain the only thing that's real. The needle tears a hole, the old familiar sting. Try to kill it all away, but I remember everything. And I think that those first two lines to me, I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. And I'm not saying that we should go out of our way or be in swoon to the idea of hurting ourselves, God forbid. But sometimes there's this real need to wake up, to feel alive, to be alive, to be all of ourselves and not some somnambulist, some sleepwalking entity that's just going through life on ritual, on repeat. And the last thing I want to read is something from Die Wise, which is Stephen Jenkinson's book. And the subtitle to it is A Manifesto for Sanity and Soul. And for, the, for those of you who don't know who Stephen Jenkinson is, he's somebody who's had a tremendous influence on me and my life since I probably saw him, I guess, 10 years ago, maybe, in Dartington. 
He was at the time touring with Gregory Hoskins before he went on to form a band um, and release two further books since then. Uh, Come of Age is another masterful book. But this is all to do with the question idea that I'm proposing or putting out there as my thing, I suppose. This is on page 118 and it goes on to page 119. And, and I hope I can be forgiven for the length of the passage. But I think it makes the point very beautifully. When I was very young, I, probably like you, thought about a lot of things that, so far as I knew, no one else seemed to be concerned about. A few of them were of the why is the sky blue kind, or if the earth is rotating, how come I don't get dizzy kind. These questions get your young, wandering muscle tuned up for its possible future employment in the ragged enterprise of trying to be a real, useful human being in the world, if you are lucky enough to be born into a place and time and people that make room for wonder in their schemes and plans. The adults around you, and I, though, had found little or no employment for their wandering muscle in the greying, flattening, rationalist and literalist project of getting a job and fitting into this part of the world, just as it had been for their elders as well, and so on. So these questions of mine didn't find any similar surviving wonder in most of the people I asked. When I asked those kinds of questions, as if much depended on the answers, the answers I got solved, the problem of my young confusion, by slaying the wonder that lay at the heart of the question, the physics of the answers I got, what rotates around what, how the atmosphere distorts, bled mystery out of the world, turned the world into a machine and sedated wonder with information. Information is where wonder often goes to die. There are tens of thousands of seven-year-old poets in any large town or small city, staggering under the weight of the sheer mystery of ordinary things. But only a few handfuls of 40-year-old poets there, shuffling their feet through the gravity of their times, fallen leaves in the gutter as the days grow shorter. The greatness of a great question is that it can survive any and all answering and still be left standing after the debates and harangues and rationalist assaults have bashed away at it. There are no great answers, you could say, but only great questions, made greater when their answerers are nobly defeated by the awe and mystery of the way things are. Great questions are not problems to solve any more than great feasts are problems for stomachs to solve. They are not lacuna in the web of our intelligence, waiting to be filled with more intelligence. Great questions, given half a chance, are our intelligence. Intelligence should not be a siege machine in the efficiency army's assault on the tower of what we don't know yet though in our time and place it is mostly that. Great questions are a proper throne for wonder, and there is much in our life that needs our wonder and deserves it, just as we ourselves deserve the capacity for wonder 
that came to us early on, but does not often survive our education. And to me, that's a, a long way of describing what we witness with young children. They're a ball of energy. They can turn on a sixpence. One minute they're moody, the next minute ecstatic. But there is great wonder and there is great mystery to us as adults in trying to understand how the simplest of things, a leaf, a fly, a bird, can be so awe-inspiring, so almost beatific. And we've lost that as adults. It's got rubbed out by our education system. A rationalist way of looking at the world, get this and you will be fine. But get what exactly? A bushel of qualifications? A job? Money? This whole money thing as well is something that I'm going to return to, I know, because I'm troubled by the fact that when I ask the question, what is money? The answer invariably comes back as status, as things, as survival, as fear. And I'm asking something very different. I'm asking, what is it? What actually is money? What would it mean for a society to live without it? To live in the gift economy? Or in a sacred space where we rely on support of all stripes, financial, emotional, spiritual. We don't need very much. And the more that we ask for, the more damage we're doing to the world. Our comfort comes at great cost. We don't seem to see that. And I say we, and I'm acutely aware that I'm in the firing line of my we generalisation, but we don't seem to see that. Only yesterday I had a conversation with a lawyer and I started to talk about earth law and a seminal piece of writing by the late Professor Christopher Stone where he was asked to opine on whether trees should have tree rights. And the person that I was speaking to looked at me and I, and I think in that moment it was more than he could do not to laugh, not to guffaw, but he, he held it in. He controlled himself. But I was troubled because I thought, well, it's so obvious, or at least it is to me, that as lawyers, we shouldn't just be serving a client, as in a commercial client. We should be serving the earth, because if we're not all doing that, and we don't do it sooner rather than later, there won't be anything left of it. And in a way, it's chortleworthy, to be honest with you. The earth shouldn't need lawyers or anybody else to look after it. It should just be able to be itself, but we use it. We are materialists and we want to take from it as much as possible. But anyhow, that's all I really want to say today. I'm conscious that we're nearly at 12 minutes. It's always about the more beautiful question. And I suppose what I would leave you with is to ask yourself, what is the question? 
that you're wrestling with. And it's not about finding an answer. It's not about going to a vending machine and pressing F5. It's about finding a question that inspires wonderment, brings about wonderment, to make you wake up, if that's even possible. Anyhow, have a wonderful day. Take care and let me know what you think to this format. I'd love to know. Um, until the next time, as they say. <laughs>